Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking about... The littlest people. That's right. Babies. Everybody was a baby once. Smallest people there are. Babies. It's as small as you'll ever be. One of my favorite things to do is to look at every motherfucker walking down the street and you think, baby, you point at the next one, baby. You point at the next one, baby, you were a baby, right? Right. There's no skipping over it. It's like when you do, when you go online, you circle it and you say, lol, this got 69 retweets. Well, yeah, if it has 100 retweets, in between 0 and 100, it had 69. Oh, yeah, that has 1,200 likes. Well, yes, obviously it got 666 likes at some point. Mm -hmm. And 420 likes. You're right, right. You were a baby once, and also... Not quite as effectively, but you can go down the street, teenager, teenager, you were 13. You used to be 15. (laughs) Remember being 15? You were that. But everyone was a baby. Natalie, what is a baby? A baby is an infant, (laughs) (laughs) which is the young offspring of a human. How young are we talking? How, How old is a baby, technically speaking? Uh, I will say less than a year. Is that your definition? I think that maybe it is until they are walking. Then they are toddlers. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you're a baby and then you walk so you're toddling. So that's a very functional definition. Mm -hmm. Okay. How old are people when they usually start walking? One and a half? Two? Something like that? (laughs) Four months. Two or three months. I was born (laughs) almost able to walk. Were you? No. I think that the low end for babies walking is like nine or ten months. That would be the very, very low end. Okay. And that's like sports babies. Yeah. That's like if you have like a very active baby who's like down to do it. And then I think that maybe like 14 or 15 months, maybe 16 months will be the other end. Let's talk about what really matters. The fact of the matter, babies are stupid. Right. They don't know shit. When it comes down to you want to run down everything a baby knows, not much. Fuck all, yeah. Not much. (laughs) They know how to fucking sit there. Ask a baby, do you like a cheese cracker? Yeah, I like a cheese cracker. What's a cheese cracker made of? I don't know. I'm a fucking baby. (laughs) One of my favorite, okay, so like I have like a long and storied history of being like a babysitter. When I was a kid, I was constantly babysitting. When did you start babysitting? I took special classes at the career center where they taught me first aid and emergency stuff and like safety stuff. It was like a boot camp. And then I got a certificate for passing some kind of test at the boot camp that said that I could deal with it. And I was 11. Okay. And after that, I started accepting people's money. So before then, did you babysit when you were 11? Not really, not really. But when you were 11 and you had the certificate. I was too too young to babysit, but my mom was like, if you could do this, then we'll let you go ahead and do it. Because I was too young to be babysitting. You were probably a really mature 11 year old though. Yeah. And I I knew CPR and shit. So what the fuck? You probably knew how to write checks. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's 11-year-old walking around like, oh, yeah. I had read The Godfather by then. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's something that's lacking is kids don't roam around reading their parents' books anymore. We got such books. I, I, I bait the house with books. Like, fucked up books. Just lay them all over the place. And my kid is not interested in reading my books. Well, you got the whole stack of V.C. Andrews. You got every V.C. Andrews book in your house. <laughs> Wisconsin Death Trip. You got... <laughs> You got, like, good, juicy Many fucking books. Many books about the plague. All kinds of shit. Great shit. She's not interested. Well. She wants, she wants manga, and she wants that dog guy. What's the dog guy? Dave Pilkey. That, well, who's that guy? The dog guy. It's called Dog Man, but fuck Dog Man. Dog, like, Man. dog guy. I would call him Dog Guy. Dog Man's <laughs> a fucking cop. That, I always said that that's how my child's going to rebel against me, is she's going to grow up and she's going to be, like, a normie Republican. I don't think she's she... gonna be like. I'm gonna be a cop. No, no. <laughs> I want. You... I want to keep the streets safe. Yeah. Well, the Dogman book doesn't really talk about all of the real life policing problems, all of the effects on the community of poor policing. Like, if you were a dog and you were in charge of enforcing the laws, like what that would do to your community. They don't really talk about that. They're like, right. I caught the underpants villain. Yeah. So you were 11 and you started babysitting. Right. Just straight out of the gate. You right. got your certificate and you ran down the street and you're like, get out of here. I'll watch your kid. No, well, the first thing that happened is my mom stopped getting a babysitter for us when she went to work. So she got you licensed as a babysitter and she's like, watch your three younger sisters. Right. <laughs> But all now, to her credit, it worked because you still have three younger sisters. I, was, I did a great job. But what I'm saying is, I've had much experience because my one my one youngest sister was 12 years younger than me. She was like a little baby. I know my way around a baby. I've dealt with a baby in my day. But my favorite thing we were talking about how they're stupid. One of my favorite baby tricks when you're trying to entertain a baby, which is like kind of easy, but also it's like it's like not that interesting. One of the tricks you play on the baby to get a rise out of them is to suck on the other end of the bottle. Oh. <laughs> what do they do? They, they start, like, getting freaked out about it. And they'll, like, start... You they'll did, get tripped out about it or they'll think it's really funny. You did something with your hand like you were batting my face away from your bottle. Mm -hmm. Is that what they would do? Yeah, yeah. And, or they would think it's really funny. It's like one or the other, but either is entertaining. <laughs> Now, babies are really stupid. I'm a little bit stupid. If I was drinking, like if I was, if I had a little glass and I had some cognac or something and I was drinking and you got right up and you put your mouth on it and you started sucking on the other end of it and you start going, mmm, I'd be like, stop. Mmm. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> mine. <laughs> that's mine. I'm going to drink it all. <laughs> You would, you would get, you would trigger my baby brain. Right. And you would start smacking my face with it. No! God damn it! <laughs> get off of it. That's mine. That's for my nutrition. So I'm saying we had to torment the baby a little bit. Yeah. And that's really why babies are so frustrating is because a dog, you can play constructively with a dog and an older child is like a dog, but a baby's like a cat. Like you can't play with a cat without just fucking with the cat. If you play with the cat, you basically have to piss the cat off so the cat does, like, boxing with your hand. Right. It's not that hard. Right. It's not that fun either. No, it's not fun. Uh -uh. The term baby can also be used to refer to juveniles of other organisms, such as dogs or birds. Are we talking about baby dogs now? Because right. I could get into that. Right. Baby dogs, baby birds. 
baby horses, and baby hippopotamuses. Baby hippos? Baby hippos are one of the best. Why? One of the best babies. You've seen them? Because of the way they look, they look like pug dogs. They look like little shitty pug dogs, and they're real fucking fat. I think I posted some picture once where I photoshopped um, a baby hippo so it looked like Chester and put his collar on it. It was pretty... It It was was accurate. Pretty effective. It just looked like our dog we Mm -hmm. had, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so a baby horse, I thought that was called like a... See, I was going to say it's called a pony, but that's not true. No, that's a short horse. That's a horse that's short. But still, like, if I'm not thinking about it, I might say a pony is a baby horse. But no, a baby horse is just called a bitch. (laughs) It's called a foul. Remember how I I don't like that word. That word is not foul. 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 <laughs> I don't like I, it. I was at a casino. I had a dealer that was really energetic, and he was really serious about making sure he said everybody's action as they went around. And when you say foul, pops up in my brain like obsessively. I sat at this at this kid's table he dealt cards to us for half an hour he had a very thick speech impediment again everybody liked him but he would go around the table and when you play texas hold'em you get a couple cards and you can decide you're not going to play the hand you push them back to the dealer and so he would go around the table and go foul 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 (laughs) and then if somebody called the bet he would go call foul foal and just when you say foal i'm like foal 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 that's like one time i went to um i think it was cedar point is that where they have the, the yes it's cedar gemini it's cedar point gemini i have it, it's so intrusive i will never it's like for the rest of my life i'm not gonna be able to pronounce it right we were in line for the gemini and the entire time, the guy was on the microphone. We stood in line for for like an hour. Yeah. And every 90 seconds when the ride would get loaded up again, it would be like, oh, please enter your car on the right and exit on the left. And thank you for riding the Genemai. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it over and over and over and over for the whole hour, hour and 15 minutes we were standing in line. Over and over and over. And then for the rest of my life, I'm never not going to almost immediately say Genemai first. Like, it's easier for me to say Genemai. Because <laughs> at this point, you've said it more. <laughs> There's a place up by the mall, by the Ikea up north. And when we go, it's like the sign will come up and it'll say Gemini Place. And it's like, Natalie, she can't help it. Like, really quietly. I have to think about it for a minute first. Really quietly. (laughs) Gemini. If I want to make sure I'm going to say it right, I have to think about it first. That's like... It just comes out so much easier now. It's just like I never have to try with that one. And so I will always miss say it if I don't think about it. I have a lot of like weird shit I say because my mom would miss say stuff all the time. Like what? Hickey do. <laughs> Instead of do hickey? Yeah. I never even realized I was saying it wrong. <laughs> Until you pointed it out. <laughs> 
I always, I always thought you were saying that like on purpose to be funny. I didn't realize that wasn't something that other people said until you pointed it out to me. Hicky do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you have a baby that's very little, it's called a newborn. And that makes sense because of the name, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And did you know that a newborn is considered a newborn for the first 28 days after birth? Okay. So like a moon cycle, mm-hmm. a single lunar period. Right. But that is like 28 days regardless of how long the baby cooked. So, oh, so you could have... You don't get to be a newborn for longer if you were born early. And what's the basis for that? I don't know. Like, is that when the legs come out? Like, because you have the baby and their legs are all tucked up. I think that it's like the first 28 days, I think the implication would be that this is, like, regardless of when you were supposed to be born, it counts as the first day that you're a separate organism. Okay. And so it's like sink or swim, baby. You better get it figured out in, like, 28 days or you're probably going to... Yeah, dead babies. You know, can't say I love them. No. So, yeah, and then infants are usually babies that are under a year old. I'm not a baby person. I think they're cute and stuff. They just don't have their shit together enough to have a personality. I think I have opposite feelings with you with babies. I like babies because the fact that they can't talk makes them feel like they are much smarter than they are like a dog. Oh, really? And so, like, you you could communicate with them with, like, facial expressions, and you can make them smile at you and stuff. And the fact that they can't talk, it makes them have, like, they, they seem more wise than they would. Oh, okay. Right. right. No, I and, like... And so my yeah. interest, I, I like babies up until they start, up until the point where you can't sit them down and then leave them there and then come back and have them still be there. As soon as they start getting into shit and moving around on their own, I'm, like, not interested anymore. So I'm not interested in kids from that age until, like, known as age. Really? I don't like like young kids. Now, I will certainly, like, make very exaggerated faces at a baby to try to make the baby smile. Because if I can make the baby laugh, then I'm, like, I'm so good at doing face... But then the other kids, like, you can start doing dad stuff. You know, like, give me five. And then you're like, oh, my God, you hurt my hand. Right. (laughs) And then the kid's like, holy shit, I'm so powerful. (laughs) Right? Right. So, like, the dad, you, you, like, the dad age is probably, like, two or three years old up until, like, 10 or 12. Like, that's prime dad years. You can do, like, dad stuff to them. Right. I don't like the age where you have to be, like, overly careful with, like, their exposure to the world. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the ages where you have to, like, beat around the bush about stuff or you have to, like, try to, like, not expose them to certain stuff. Those are the ages I don't like as much. Yeah, I'm not going to tell my nephew about homeless people. Like, well, that person doesn't have a home. I like the age Nona is now because she's still little and cute. But we can also make dick jokes. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not like, it's not like constant. But it's like, you know, you're in the world market and there's spotted dick. Mm -hmm. And she's like... I think this means something else, too, in England. <laughs> <laughs> what did 
did she write on the piece of paper when she hung it up? She said, ho, 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 bitches. Ho, 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 bitches. Yeah, she wanted to hang that on our Christmas skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm saying is older kids are cooler and funner to hang out with. They are. They're not spazzy, and they are much cooler to hang out with. I don't like when the kids are just like, like, that's not my vibe. No, and like my favorite age of child is like 26. (laughs) Right. My favorite parenting moment was when we we took our kid and a couple other kids out and we went around. We went to dinner and stuff and our kid said something. She said something. She said shit in the car and it just got like real quiet. And I was like, oh, I don't care if you say that because like she knows it's like at it, it, sympathetic company. If she's at home with us, she can say what she wants. She she can't be mean to people, right? Right. She's allowed saying whatever she wants as long as what she's saying isn't intended to hurt somebody's feelings. Like, she's allowed saying her ass hurts, but she's not allowed calling anyone an asshole. Absolutely. And it was, like, silent, and then the other kids in the car were like, shit. And then the other kid was like, shit. And I was... <laughs> And then it was just, like, silent, and I was like... Yep. I was like, don't say it in front of your mom if she doesn't like it. <laughs> I was like, that word has no power here. We're not going to do anything when you hear, we hear you say that. It's not going to make us laugh, and it's not going to be, like, scandalous, and we're not going to pay attention to it at all, because in this house, we fucking say shit all day long. Yeah, and it burned itself out instantly, and they went back to talking about whatever dumb shit right. they talk about. We so. did do the parent-teacher conferences recently, though, where Nona said an effort in the parent-teacher conference. Yeah. That was great. That was really that funny. Was, that was, like, one of the funniest things that's, like, that have ever, that's like ever happened. That's top ten funniest things that's ever happened is basically what happened was... Uh, our kid goes to this hippie school, which is great because it's the school I would have wanted to go to. You don't have to sit at a desk. You just do like little projects and you do art and stuff. The first, second, third, fourth. It doesn't matter. As long as they, they know how to read, it doesn't matter. Right. As long as they can read and do math and stuff, it doesn't matter. And we were in the parent-teacher conference and it's all like hippie and she's starting to get a little old. So they're like, oh, she's going to lead the conference. And uh, the teacher asked her what her goal is and she's like uh, and she was writing stuff down because she was required to take notes and she's like well i can write pretty or i can write fast and the teacher said well you know if you work on your cursive writing you can write pretty and fast and she goes i have no fucking idea how to do that And we all sat there very quietly, and I was like, Nona. (laughs) (laughs) And And her teacher, her teacher is really super progressive and nice. He's the best teacher she's had so far. And her teacher just said, Nona. Oh, she and- can say whatever she wants as long as she doesn't say it at school because if she gets in trouble for cussing at school and we hear about it, then she's not going to be allowed to cuss anymore. Right. And she said, I'm sorry it just slipped out. And the teacher said, you know what my grandma told me once is, if it just slipped out, that means you're saying it too much. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> He's right. You nailed it. Thanks, teacher. 
there's something to be said for adults who are good influences on kids because, you know, I had some teachers that were very cool in school and I had some teachers that were very uncool. And I know that if a teacher was really cool to me when I was a child, that it kind of gave me the idea that I was not on the wrong path, right? Mm -hmm. That like you could be cool and funny and stuff as a person and that you could still be that as an adult and also be responsible and stuff. So that's really excellent. I wish everybody was really uh, progressive and smart and kind. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's uh, fantasy world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wish in one hand and shit in the other and see who fills up first. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, um, you want to talk about how big a baby is? How big is a baby, Natalie? Uh, newborn is average 20 inches long. That is five hands. Five <laughs> decimeters. Five decimeters. It's also a hand, though. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> Oh, see, now we are applying the, the knowledge we've learned already from listening to this podcast. We are applying this knowledge to future things to happen, and that is the best way to learn. So five decimeters, roughly, a newborn. And we're talking, like, what, eight, ten pounds? Uh, average baby weighs seven and a half pounds. I was a large baby. Were you a large baby? I was... Less than I was like seven pounds and two ounces or something like that. I was eight pounds and eleven ounces. You were a tub. When I was born, I was really large and I was born late. I was born at like ten months. I was supposed to be born like in a whole other month. Mm-hmm. I came out the next month. It's that first baby thing. Right. It's the lawnmower hypothesis. Natalie told me, what's the lawnmower hypothesis? The lawnmower thing is not, does not have to do with that. It has to do with, you know, you don't get pregnant, you don't get pregnant, and then you have a baby. And then after you have a baby, it's, like, easier for you to keep on getting pregnant. Just, like, it's hard for you to start the lawnmower the first time, but after you, you, you start it up, then if you restart it, it's a lot easier to restart it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I took like 10 months to be born. I was gigantic, so. And I'm not I'm not a large adult. I'm below average for adult. When I when I was born in 1979, right now me, I would be average size, but all the kids and then people in Netherlands and stuff are really tall, so I'm like below average now. If you were an adult in the 70s, you would have been average. Right, my grandfather uh when he enlisted in World War 1, he was 26 and he was five foot eight and they described him as tall. Hmm. They were like, this is a tall boy. That's a strapping lad. This is a chunky doggo. <laughs> okay, so um, babies have giant heads. Did you know that? Proportional to their bodies, yeah. To me, I'm not impressed. A baby's head, smaller than mine. I think most people have heads that are smaller than yours. What if... <laughs> On my body, my beefy body, what if I had a baby's head? You'd say, well, that's small. That's a little tiny head. (laughs) That fella's got a pinhead. (laughs) No, you got a giant sexy head. I do. I have a giant sexy head, and I'm not afraid to use it. (laughs) Um, 
So a human adult is about seven adult heads tall, which you might remember from art class. Right, yeah. That's like a basic thing, right? Yeah, it's their head and then six heads under it, yeah. Babies are only a head with three heads underneath it. So four heads total. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a baby is only four baby heads tall. That's because their heads are big. And they also have all those creepy soft spots all over their head. Those are creepy. Why are they creepy? Because it's mushy spots on your baby's head. And it's where their skull should be, right? It's where it's like fusy areas on their head that haven't fused together yet. And I think that some of it's like maybe not developed all the way or something. I don't fucking know. It's gross and it is creepy. So the bones still have to grow and then they like grow together and then you have the regular like knock knock. Mm-hmm. Solid boy. Mm-hmm. See, when our kid was a little baby, I just didn't ever want to. Like when I'm going to press around and find the soft spot? No thanks. It would creep me out when I had to wash her hair. I didn't want to touch it. I'm like, what if I accidentally stick my finger in it? Poke my finger into her. <laughs> 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 if I accidentally bring her when I'm washing her hair. <laughs> yeah, so babies have the weird squishy heads. And then they get older and their head becomes hard. And you know there is a protein that is responsible for the delay in infant skull fusion, which is the important thing that happens, right? The protein is called noggin. <laughs> noggin. And the reason the reason that they, they do that is because otherwise they wouldn't fit out the hole very good if their head wasn't squishy a little bit. I was born by C-section. How did you come out? Not by C-section. The birth canal. Leave us a comment. Garbage brain. Garbage brain university.com. Tell us how you were born and if you still have a soft spot on your head. If you still have a soft spot, take a picture of it. Also, tell us if you ever push it down to see what happens. Does it make it, does it feel weird? Like, like, like if you spun around in an office chair, like, give you the woo. Like, can you put, give it a mix? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you push it down and while the dent's still there, you can put some M&M's in there to <laughs> right. keep them for later? I, how many M&M's? I would guess like maybe four or five M&M's. Leave us a review. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and tell us how many M&M's you can put in the dent in your stupid head that never closed up because you're fucked up. <laughs> uh, eternal soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> That you compress for kicks and fill with candy. Tell us all about it. <laughs> We're just trying to start interesting conversations online, you guys. We have to. We need you to participate, right? All the sites they say are for conversation or not. You can actually have one on our site. A weird one too. Those are the best ones. It's just us and our friends. So <laughs> if you haven't subscribed to Garbage Brain University, do that. It's not just the secret episodes, but you can talk with us and our friends. So think about it. Right. I had that baby that one time and I had a C-section, which I was terrified about the whole time I was pregnant. I was like, oh, I don't want to have a C-section. That'd be so freaky. Like it, oh, like it was giving me anxiety thinking about it. I thought I wouldn't be able to deal with it. But then I didn't have a choice. Funny how that works. It ended up fine. And you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was probably one of the weirder things that have happened in my life, but 
it was not as bad as I thought it would be. I was, of course, extremely stressed out because you were doing that thing where you were, like, almost dying. Yeah, I was almost dead. Like, constantly for days and days. That was very stressful. And then they were like, put this netting over your head. And I was like, why? And then the nurse looks at me and she goes, we're going to get this baby out. And you got to sit and watch. (laughs) So I sat in in the delivery room. And they hung this curtain up, and the doctor told me very sternly, don't look over the curtain. I was like, homie, I'm not going to. And it's not, you know, I've seen Rotten.com. I used to look at Style Project and the OOs. (laughs) I've seen all kinds of stuff. I've seen the stuff where they put a tire on a guy's head, and they fill it up with gasoline, and then they light it on fire, And then, like, I wasn't, like, zooming in and watching it over and over, but, like, I've seen it. That's just reality, right? Right. You're not, you're saying you're not, like, a squeamish guy. Yeah, I'm not generally squeamish, and I'm not super overly sensitive, but I was feeling kind of woozy. I was like, oh, my God, they're getting into, because, like, Natalie's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they're getting in there. They're getting in my friend. (laughs) They're cutting her all up and like, this is the hospital. Like, I can't take her. I can't be like, I need to take her to the hospital because she's all cut up because she's here. <laughs> like, there's nothing I can do. Right. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm stressed out. It's all peaking. It's all kicking in. And Natalie's like groaning. And then the anesthesiologist is, he picks up like this entire syringe of Dilaudid. <laughs> And just, like, shoots it into her IV line that gets, like, uh, promethazine, and he shoots that in. And I was like, she's on lean now. <laughs> they fucked me up. <laughs> you were, like, groaning. And I the guy, drugs. The guy pushes the syringe down, and when the syringe gets down to the bottom before he even unscrewed it, you're like, uh? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm fine now. And then I was like, okay, it's just fine. Just look at the floor. And I looked down. And there's, like, blood running across the floor. And I was like, oh, no, you need that. (laughs) And then I was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to look in mid-space. I'm going to look at your face. And your face is all, like, pale. And you're, like, semi. My lips are blue. Yeah, and you're, like, semi-conscious because you're on that, like, medical lean. And then the doctor just very casually goes, okay, put the bladder back in. And I was like, why was it out? No. No. And I'm like getting stressed out and you're like not awake. And so I look up. I didn't look over the curtain, but I looked up at the curtain and then I saw a surgeon who was all kitted out and he had like the cow gloves on, you know, like the rubber gloves that go all the way up past your elbows. And he was holding them up to his face. Like, he was examining his palms, and he walked away, and they were all covered in blood. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And it wasn't there buckets of blood? Well, there was, (laughs) yeah, and there was, across the room, there was, like, this pump. It was, like, these two tanks that were, like, two-liter bottles, and they were going, and they were, like, clearly sucking up blood because they were, like, filling up. And I was like... That's as much blood as I have. <laughs> I think that it sounds like it was especially bloody. I didn't see anything. I wonder if it's not because I was so sick and I had all those fluids all over my body that I probably had like 
especially a lot of fluids to lose. I was afraid to get uh, a spinal thingy, like the thing in your spine. The epidural. But yeah, they didn't give me, that was, I ended up getting a spinal block. I didn't get an epidural. Spinal block, to me, would sound scarier than epidural. That wasn't that bad. It just felt like I got poked in the back with the the little pin, and then my legs got electrocuted, and then that was it. And then it just felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like someone was trying to put a pair of pants on me that was too small. (laughs) Yeah. That is exactly what, like, it felt like I would, because I could feel, like, my hips being moved around yeah they're not gentle so i felt my hips being moved around and that's all i felt though so it felt like they were trying to get me into like a pair of like size six jeans it's not gonna happen guys <laughs> but no and then i started they i and i was fine i was like whatever and then they started like squishing around in there and it felt like they were like someone had their hand like up in my diaphragm or something like it felt like my like they were shoving up like way up into my chest with their hand, and that's when I that's when I was like, and I was like, oh, you need to get, I'm not cool right now, you guys, you need to stop. And then that's when that guy gave me all those drugs. I was already on drugs, yeah, and he gave me way more drugs. And then they cut the baby out, and then I went into the recovery room, and I was so fucked up on drugs that like my face was itchy. I have never felt, like, so fucked up on drugs in my entire life. Not on, like, the most decadent party night of my life was I ever that fucked up. Because <laughs> they gave you Dilaudid and then... And they, Oxycontin. But they were giving you, like, Purdue Pharmaceuticals. They made Oxycontin so that it wears off after six hours, but they tell you it wears off after 12 so you go into withdrawal, but they were actually giving you the real shit, and they were giving it to you like every fifteen minutes. They were giving it to me, yeah. For the last couple of days, I was having blinding headaches because I was going into organ failure and going blind. And so for the last few days, they just like basically dosed me to sleep, and they gave me oxycontin like every four hours, and then they had me on uh, Phenergan in my IV to keep me asleep. Like, yeah. I wasn't having any kind of, like, nausea or anything, but they put me, the lady said they gave it to me to keep me sleeping. And so I slept, like, 23 and a half hours a day for the last few days. <laughs> that was relaxing. <laughs> I'm sure it was terrifying for you. That was, like, I was chilled out. <laughs> I was like, it's about time I got to tie one on after being pregnant for fucking seven months like a chump. <laughs> Right. And, and I mean, you really can't take any drugs at all no. when you're pregnant. And so I was over it. I was like, this pregnancy has sucked. I'm like sick as shit. I've been sick for fucking months. Now I'm having this baby who's not even cooked all the way. You guys need to fucking tie, help me tie one on. And they fucking tied one all the way on. And then they gave me so many pills when I left that, like, even after I got back from the hospital, I was still fucking on the nod. <laughs> Well, and you deserve it. You deserve it. I almost died. A- the doctor told me that if I had another kid, I would probably die. Well, yeah, and you were like, okay, well, that's well, that's it. And at the same time, you were in the hospital with somebody else who had the same health condition, and she was having her second or third kid. But she was also only 23 weeks pregnant. Yeah. And so she was going to have to sit there until like, she couldn't sit there anymore. She was going to have to sit there until her preeclampsia progressed to the point where she was as sick as me. <laughs> And she had to get the emergency C-section. Yeah, and she was yelling at somebody on the phone. She's like, I want Coke, and they're making me take Diet Coke. (laughs) 
I don't even want that. I don't even want Diet Sprite. <laughs> she was like very. She was a baby. She was a giant baby about everything. Well, and you know, I under I understand when you're stressed out, you want the things that you want. But it was, you know, at the time we were both very stressed out, so it was like very funny. That was like that was in the very brief time that I was awake. Yeah, that was the week when I was in the hospital and I was awake. <laughs> and there was the week I was in the hospital where I was not awake anymore. <laughs> I always thought that the hospital was supposed to prevent that from happening. What, being awake? I was in the hospital for a week. You wouldn't think that then I would just be like, I'm going to be unconscious now for a week. And they charge you extra for that. Yeah. Like, I could have done that at home. Slipped into unconsciousness over the course of a week. Yeah, I probably could have managed that. <laughs> and, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have gotten a bill for $70,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't pay that one. That's for a future episode. Right. Anyway, so, babies, think it over, man. Like, we lucked out, and we got basically the coolest kid you could possibly have. If you're on the fence, think it over. I almost fucked everything up. That would have been a bad GoFundMe. (laughs) Well, and I mean, you did it before there was even GoFundMe. So that was the biggest, that was the biggest fuck up. I mean, we could have gotten $6,000 to pay our $70,000 hospital (laughs) bill. So, um... Ah, let's, let's do a quiz. It's very cool. I wish I knew more words that rhymed with quiz. I don't think I know any. Do that quiz. All right. Um, we're going to take the superlative baby quiz. Um, I'm going to ask you what the longest baby was <laughs> in centimeters. Like right when it comes out? Yes. Because maybe if it grows, it's, it's going to get longer. How long were you? I was like 19 inches long. I think there's not much room for variation. I would imagine probably 60, let's see, 60 centimeters is roughly two feet, something like that. Let me think about this. 60 centimeters. Yeah, two feet, 24 inches. I would I would guess 60 c- centimeters. Um, I need to double check my facts. Um, I think it might be wrong. Let's see. Uh, what did your fact say? 241 centimeters. <laughs> That's not a person. Because <laughs> 100 centimeters is a meter. <laughs> so you got an eight foot baby. <laughs> Nightmare snake baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's a trailer somewhere. <laughs> I imagine maybe it's forty one point three centimeters. No, it doesn't sound right either. That is only a sixteen inch baby. That's a short baby. I'm trying to make it work, guys. Thirty inches long. You know, my question is, what's the prettiest baby? We're all the prettiest baby. The world is a beautiful baby. <laughs> The world is a beautiful baby. It's a stunning quote from Maynard James Keenan, <laughs> front man of Tool. Yes. Okay, so who's the shortest baby? The world's shortest baby? Zero. I think maybe it's like... Oh, you want their name? This most, the shortest successful baby that did not result in it being born, stillborn from being too premature. Do you want the size of the baby yes. or the name? The size of it. Why, why would you know the baby's name? I'm thinking, do you want centimeters? Centimeters. 20 centimeters. 
give you a... Because you're close. It's 24 centimeters. That is so... That's within 20%. You're not going to give me a full ding. No, this is wrong, but I'm going to give you a... <laughs> a courtesy partial ding. A like, courtesy? Like, I would give you partial credit for that. That was close enough. All right. Close. I could have been like, no, it's 20 is not 24. I try to be benevolent, and you're, like, trying to make it seem like I'm not being like that. <laughs> what was the baby's name? I don't fucking know. Shorty. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they say on auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so this quiz, ba- by the way, this quiz is based because I went on Guinness Book of World Record. <laughs> and I got all the baby records. And yeah. So that's that where I got these from. This quiz is brought to you by Jim Burry, our sponsor for this episode. <laughs> if you've ever wanted a store that went into bankruptcy trying to sell little shirts and stuff for babies, which is fucking dumb, where are you going to go? Are you going to an interview? Wrap them up in an old fucking napkin. Who gives a shit? <laughs> dumb little fucking puker? Yeah, you're just throwing that shit away anyway. Just put them in a napkin. It's fine. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by bounty manufacturers of napkins that could be a baby's clothes i bet you paper towels work even better give you some more versatility with your outfits think about it if i were going to pick the quicker option for my baby's clothes i would simply select a size (laughs) yeah i mean i think we all need to think about dressing our kids in paper towels it'd be cheaper it wouldn't matter like they would grow out of it who cares it's paper towel like loosen it up or chuck it who gives a shit right (laughs) they shit on it who cares they puke on it who cares uh guess what next week when it's too small who cares yeah just tape another one on there right all right Here's a, rec- here's a world record. They had the world's largest baby massage lesson. What is the unit? <laughs> How many people showed up to take the world's largest baby massage lesson? 300. 629 people showed up for the world's I largest. Was so, I was so close. No, you were not close. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you have it. This weird, you have this weird, like, sense of how what makes something close. It'd be like, uh, how many eggs are in a dozen? And you're like, 78. And I'd be like, no, it's 12. you be like, ah, oh, that's close. If you asked me how many eggs are in a dozen, and I was like, well, a dozen is, like, probably a quantity more than you would eat. But it's, like, not, like, so much that you couldn't cook all of the dozen of the eggs. I would guess... And this is me imitating myself. Mm-hmm. I would guess that a dozen has 14 eggs. And you go, it's 12, you dumb dumb. <laughs> like I think baby massage. So what went down at the world's largest baby <laughs> massage session which, with 629 people? Petting babies, obviously. Rubbing them down. Greasing them up. I don't fucking know. And I don't even like that because you have to be so careful. Mm-hmm. Because they're, like, squishy and their heads are squishy. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, okay, let's say, close your eyes and imagine that you and your partner are 
going to give each other a massage and one of you is sitting there and the other one is behind the other one and then you are using your hands on on their neck and their back and stuff just like relieving stress just like needing muscles that are tired from holding them up in front of their computer all day right Mm -hmm. muscles tissue fascia working at the knots feel it right scar tissue knots muscles babies Babies ain't nothing but fat and little wispy bones. And cartilage. And cartilage, like a shark. Exactly. Babies is just a kind of shark that doesn't bite. Why are you going to squish that around? That's the thing is with a little baby is my feeling is hands off. You're just going to mess it up. Here's the thing. They tell you that you take your shirt off. They tell you this at the hospital. If you don't have a baby, maybe you don't believe me. But they say you take your shirt off and you put your naked baby on yourself and it makes them feel better. But then I wouldn't, like, take my hands and knead them like they're bread. Okay, just say that that was one of my least favorite things in the whole world is that the NICU always wanted me to do that. And I always did it because I have to. But I always hated it because that baby was so little. It was like one of those little hamster babies. Like when your hamster has babies and they're those little pinkies. Yeah. And it ha- she and she was so little and she had such thin skin. And she would sit there. She, I, I would have her on my skin and they would have her like just in the diaper. And it was like the longer she would be sitting there, she would like stick to me. And then <laughs> it would feel like I was ripping a Band-Aid off. And I was terrified that I was like ripping all of her skin off. Oh. I, it was like it gave me anxiety. She doesn't have that much skin, and I know she left, like, at least a couple layers on me because she was stuck as fuck. Mom, what was I like when I was a baby? Well, you know, have you ever wore, like, a sundress in the summertime, and you're driving around some old car where it's, like, pleather seats, and you sit in a way where your dress is hiked up, and so you got your bare ass on the car seat, and then... You drive around for 45 minutes, and then when you get out of the car, you rip all of your flesh off the back of your legs. It was like that. And that's how babies are made. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how about the most premature baby that ever lived? How premature were they in days? Like total gestation time? Mm Mm-hmm. So what's what's normal? 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. So 280 days mm-hmm. is normal. Like 150 days. 128 days. I feel like I got very close, though. That's not the same number. Because what I'm playing here is matcheroo. Like, I got a number here. You guys say one and make it match. Yes, I failed. Yet again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last question is, when did the first test tube baby work out? 1978. You yeah. only know that because we read this book when what we you... were children, and she was in the book then. Yeah, yeah, she was and in the book. she was in the book every single time. Right, because she was the first one, and you can't come along later and be the first one that was more first than her, and her name was Louise or something, yeah. right? Yeah, That's right. Um, did you know, this was my favorite fact I got, because I don't know what the fuck this means. You ready for my favorite fact of the day? I think this should be a recurring feature because, like, my fact sources aren't that good. That's why we're called garbage brain and not high-quality brain. My favorite shitty fact of the day is a baby will eat an estimated 15 pounds of cereal 
per year. Have you ever seen a baby pick up a cereal piece by piece and eat it piece by piece instead of with a spoon like a normal person? Right. <laughs> Thumb and index finger and then, like... And then they just gum it like a dumbass. And, 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 <laughs> right. Gum right. it like a fucking dum-dum. <laughs> they pick it up. You know what my favorite thing is? We take such good care of our babies. And I will say everybody in my family, all the way out, you know, my extended family, just loves their kids, takes really good care of their High kids. High quality babies, all the way down. Yeah, buy, buys really just great food for their kids. And the babies will get the food, right? They'll reach down, they'll pick up a special nugget of food. Like, that's a Melissa and Doug nugget of food. Like, each little nugget was like 37 cents. Pick it up. And then they'll look at it and they'll be like, hmm, I don't know if I want to eat this Cheerio. And then they're like, <laughs> well, might as well. <laughs> like, you're the Cheerio critic now. You Siskel and Ebert of Cheerios. 15 pounds of cereal, though. One piece at a fucking time. You know how slow a baby eats? Yes. That shit sucks. Like, you know you need to they eat. They eat so slow, you're like, how, how am I supposed to know when you're done? Like, I've been sitting here for two hours. Are you going to get hungry again before you're finished? How many cereals did you eat in this time? You ate, We've like... We've been gumming Cheerios for fucking three hours. So, what did you learn about babies? Bloodless. Long. Very long. Sometimes seven and a half to eight feet long. Snake baby. <laughs> Other babies, very short, young. 128 days, 16 inches long. Short, young, small babies, I feel like I've gained so much about babies today. Natalie, what did you learn about babies today? I learned a thing about the cereal. I thought that was amazing. And who knew the babies were fucking packing on the cereal like a goddamn horse? They got fucking oat pipes on them. I didn't know that. A baby? A baby is a human oat pipe. <laughs> a baby is an oat pipe with a beautiful smile. <laughs> Gummy, drooly smile. A gummy oat pipe. So if you haven't already, subscribe to us, garbagebrainuniversity.com. We thrive on your subscriptions. Don't ignore it. We really need you to do it so we can keep doing this. Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Spotify, also okay, but it's a way for Swedish people to steal money from American artists. Thanks again for listening. Of course, we really super value you if you listen, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.